Social media is a great tool to connect with people, to inspire them, to uh, engage. But the ultimate end of social media, in my opinion, for experts and thought leaders, is to generate new students, to help you grow your business, to get more people, to give you their names and emails so that you can continue adding value, to keep them in the community, and so that you can continue to make offers when you have a new book, or you have a new webinar, or you have a new course, or whatever, so that you continue deepening your students' experience with you. Hey, it's Brendan dropping in here on something special. I think the most important thing you can do in your life is to train yourself for real personal growth and success. What does that mean anyway? Well, you have to train your mindset and train your discipline so you can follow real habits of success so that you can break through, so you can win the day more often, so you can crush through all those fears and actually unlock your real potential for abundance and happiness and power and joy. But how? Well, like all learning and all breakthroughs, you have to choose first to learn, to learn from the best, to invest in yourself, to do the work, to do the daily work. You have to train with the best, and that's why we created Growth Day's Mastery Program. Listen, we're going to train you to make self-improvement a real way of life to unlock your positive attitude and attributes at a whole new level, to get you way more productive and influential, to show you the life and career strategies that make you unstoppable and really work. But how do we do that? Well, every single week we bring you a new $50,000 or $100,000 keynote speaker, multimillionaire, or world's foremost expert to switch your brain into high performance mode, to teach you what really works in wellness, in health, in mindset, in productivity. People who really help you unblock and move ahead with really practical strategies for changing your life, your relationships, your health, your career, your mission, your purpose. Every month, we unlock a new course that would have cost you thousands of dollars to buy from other teachers on brain health or positive psychology or confidence. Every year, we give you free tickets to an unbelievable motivational and transformational seminar. Every day, I give you an advanced life coaching audio to keep your mind sharp, energized, focused, motivated, confident, ready to serve and to lead and to win and build your greatest future at the levels you dream of. And I promise you, you are capable of. Every day can truly be a growth day for you, but it takes mastery in life. And that's why we have our new program, Mastery Level in Growth Day. You can go to yearofmastery.com and it will direct you to our best program in Growth Day. This is for those who really want the advanced level, who really want to break through, who are tired of, hey, listen, podcasts are great, but training is another level. Go to yearofmastery.com. You deserve to join the world's number one membership for advanced personal growth and success right now. This is a membership of the real people doing the real work who have a positive mindset, a growth mindset, a willingness to be a role model, to be a leader, to serve, who desperately and deeply and joyfully love 
personal development, to challenge themselves, to push themselves, to achieve great things in life. Go to yearofmastery.com. Let's go. Yearofmastery.com. Hey guys, it's Brendan. We're going to jump into social media explosion. How do you get your content out there in more places online and in a way that each of those different places that you're posted at helps generate a lot more excitement, clicks, links, conversation, and ultimately, yes, traffic back to your web pages, to your offers, to your OVOs. Because you know, the best part about having social media explosion is to have an explosion in the traffic going through your OVOs and your launches. Social media is a great tool to connect with people, to inspire them, to uh, engage. But the ultimate end of social media, in my opinion, for experts and thought leaders, is to generate new students, to help you grow your business, to get more people to give you their names and emails so that you can continue adding value to keep them in the community and so that you can continue to make offers when you have a new book or you have a new webinar or you have a new course or whatever, so that you continue deepening your students' experience with you. Because if you're not selling your products and programs, you're not educating people at a deeper level. And so if you're really into continuing education, then you're gonna take it very seriously, this social media stuff. If you're, if you're an anti-social media person, you need to change your mind on this. And I know you probably have heard that from plenty of people, but I'm just, I'm here to tell you, I was one of you. I was like, I am not gonna do the social media stuff. I don't want to, I don't have the time. And then I had a conversation with Paulo Coelho. Now, Paulo is one of my great, um, I would say mentors. Uh, he changed my life without even knowing it when I read his book, The Alchemist. I read that book in, gosh, 1999, maybe, maybe a little earlier, 99, felt like 99, two, it was a long time ago. And I remember reading it and it changed my life. I'm sure we have a lot of Alchemist fans on here. And you could imagine when I was working in the studio one day and my phone rang, hello, Brandon. And I was like, who's this? And it was Paulo Coelho. I told you the story before, I'm sure. And I was just like blown away. And he was calling me for book advice. And I was like, oh my God. I mean, I totally got floored. At this point, he had like 17 million fans on Facebook. And I uh, went out, I advised him and, and got to know him and helped him launch his last two books. And a massive, I'm just a huge, huge fan, such a great man. And uh, The Alchemist is now the fifth or sixth most read book in the history of the world. It's the most number of weeks on the New York Times bestseller list of all time. I mean, it's just, it's an unbelievably, phenomenally beautiful story and I love it. And anyway, uh, I remember when I was out there, I was like, you know, Paul, you do a lot on social media, why? And he said, because I'm a writer. And I said, yeah, but you know, you write books. He says, yeah, but I look at each of these little pieces that I put out, this is art. I, I write a little thing, I like it. It only can be maybe it's 30 or 40 sentences tops, but you know, or 30 or 140 characters or whatever. But he says, I just, it, it, it makes, it challenged me to be succinct and it's an expression. And you could tell he really felt it and he really worked at it. And that's why I had at that time 17 million, now it's over 20 million um, and one of the most engaged audiences. He's such an incredible guy, but he took it seriously and it really changed my mind on this. I thought, you know what? 
I need to stop looking at social media as a chore and I need to look at it as a, as a true creative outlet. You know, it's the same reason why people who are great bloggers like, a, you know, um, a Seth Godin who writes a short, pithy, succinct little blog post every day because he's a writer. He's leveraging social media to perpetuate his writing. If you're a creator, you, you're a teacher, you're a trainer, to get your content out there, don't think that social media just serves to get that audience and to sell because you'll inspire more people around the world through your social media free stuff than you will ever through your courses, right? The courses are absolutely vital because you need to make money to sustain the mission, no question. However, I can tell you now having been blessed with so many followers around the world, so many fans, so many people in our community that you know, I can go into almost any town in the world and they, you know, I can walk into someone's kitchen, I see quotes that I posted on Facebook that aren't even in any of my books or any of my courses. I just sat and I thought one day about somebody's life and I wrote a quote and there it is on somebody's fridge. That boggles my mind, you know? I didn't ever plan all of that, it just kind of all grew. And now I'm really proud of it and if you've ever been on my Facebook page before, you know, we're nearing four million people on just my branded page, my personal uh, public page on Facebook. Uh, we have another four or five million across other sites that don't have my name on it, but we own. And what's amazing about that is all of those posts you see on my Facebook page, I do all those. I wake up in the morning, I think about the world, I, I write out a bunch of quotes. I, those backgrounds, I shoot, those backgrounds are my photos. Uh, I'll shoot of a carpet or of a cat or something, you know, <laughs> and I'll put them in there. Uh, and it's art. I look at it as an expression. It's a daily disciplined expression of art. And here's the other thing about it. The more that you're posting, the more that you're seeing what works or doesn't work, which helps you create the next right course. It is a testing ground for you. And if you're not leveraging it as a testing ground, then the bad news is, you're not really serving. It's important to know what people resonate with, to, to hear their struggles, what resonates, what doesn't resonate. I do that so I get better next time. Now, maybe you need a pep talk like this or you don't. Maybe you're really invested in social media or you aren't, but all I can share with you is it will make a dramatic difference. So with that, let me share with you what caused our social media explosion at the biggest, highest level, and then we'll break it down for you, some simple things that you can do as well. Okay, fundamentally, I'm gonna show you my blog, and I really think of your blog is kind of like grand central. It's like ground zero of all of your marketing efforts. You know, it's the essential starting point of what you're doing online, especially if you're a creator, you without shooting a video, or whether it's writing, it needs to be and live on your blog. Very, very, very important. So this is my old blog. I'm gonna just show you a couple examples from back when this really started to take off. And as I show you these things, you'll see some numbers that will really surprise you. And hopefully that will give you context to why you really need to do some of this stuff. Okay, let's take this post. Here was a post called how to deal with anxiety. Okay, how to deal with anxiety. I'm sure none of you suffer from that, okay? Now listen, do you think that title has a reason? How to deal with anxiety? Yes, because people would ask me, Brendan, how do I deal with anxiety? 
So you're already listening to your customers and using their phrase. Uh, I would have I would have written like, you know, uh, five steps for dealing with psychological anxiety or something terrible. But instead people just go, how do I deal with the anxiety, dude? That became the title. Now let me share with you, see here, I do a video. This video I have hosted on YouTube, as you'll see. Beneath the, or above the video, there's my like and share button. This one has 7,200 likes. This is just a blog post, 7,200 likes. And people all the time go, Brendan, how do you get 7,000 people to give you a like on the post? And what they don't understand is that wasn't in one week. That wasn't in one post date. That has grown and grown. When I first posted it, it probably only had a couple hundred. But I keep promoting this post over and over, over a period of time, and now it adds up. So when people come to my blog, they're like, oh my gosh, Brendan, you must, you know, you're, 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 you must get thousands of these in one week. Nope, the thousands come as you keep posting it. It's what I shared in part one. If you have an asset that works, keep driving people back to it. This, we constantly link back to this and all my other blog posts via social media, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, etc. We're always driving people back to our blog posts and they come back here and the likes continue to climb over a period of time. The number one mistake almost every blogger makes is they post something once uh, on their blog, and then they share that link across social media that one week or that one month, and they never promote it again. And I'm like, no, that's, that, that was an asset. You should keep driving people back to that. Very, very important. Why? Because when they come back to it, as an example, I'll just reload my page here so you can see it. When they come back to read this blog, oh, this is a different post, but you'll get the idea. When they scroll down and, and they're watching all of this, they can read everything, they can download the podcast, and uh, I might have already triggered it, didn't I? What happens is, you can't see it right now because I already triggered it on this browser, unfortunately. What happens is when they start reading my blog, usually, and you can trigger this too, within 10 seconds, the page completely wipes out. If you go to my blog, for your example, just go to brendan.com forward slash blog, click on any of those links and you'll see the page whites out and I capture the name and the email. Very, very critical. That's why I keep driving people back to all of this stuff. So let's go through what's on here. This is a video I post on YouTube. Bam, an opt-in page. What is an opt-in? Remember an opt-in? OVO, they enter the name and email, then bam, I trigger a value sequence, then bam, I make the offer for High Performance Academy later, exactly as you've learned. So we're just using social media to drive people to a blog that then pops up an opt-in, delivers even more value to wow, then makes the offer. Pretty cool, wow. Then you can see they can get the MP3 podcast of this. If they click on that, then they're taking over to iTunes. And there's my blog post. You can see it highlighted in my iTunes stream of my podcast. So that's happening on the blog. What else? As you scroll down, you'll see I have a summary. This summary, I post all the time all across social media. It becomes a Facebook post I use multiple times. It becomes a tweet. Uh, I'm sorry, a uh, uh, post on other sites I'll show you in a minute. The intro becomes a tweet linking back to here. Then a full transcript of everything that 
is in that video so people can read the transcript. And then of course, as they scroll down, I give them some imagery they can share all across the web. I got my tags to get the traffic. And then on this particular blog, they can, there's so much uh, comments they can do. Then they can also opt in down at below. So an opt-in pops up, it's also down below. In the new blog, a couple other things we have going on. Uh, we just changed it up. I just switched up a few things. Still, they can get new posts via email. So if they click this opt-in page, they can go directly to the MP3. And now we just made it so it's easier for them to listen to it, the podcast, listen on iTunes or download the entire thing. There's also imagery that they can share with other people, which they do. And then there's the full transcription again there. This is kind of home base is the way I think of this. Home base is your blog. Now, watch how all this catches fire. You're able to go and post any of this. Like if I select this and I go as an example over to my Facebook page, I load that link. You see it automatically populates the post. There's the post. All I need to do is, what I'll do is I'll drop in the summary so they get three or four points that adds a lot of value. Then this, when they click this button or this image, they got brought right back to my blog. What happens when they go to my blog? They enter their name and email. What happens next? They go through OVO. They get my offers. They see my course, my programs. They're added to my general newsletter list as I taught you in part number one. And of course, they share the heck out of this thing because it's four ways to become more disciplined, this particular post. They want their friends to see it. And when did, I, when did I do this blog post? Four ways to become more disciplined. At the top of the year, New Year's, when everyone's trying to stay disciplined towards their goals. So it's a timely blog post. It's posted on my Facebook page with an image, with the promise, the benefit, become more disciplined. Then it's listicle style, four ways to become more disciplined. When they click on that, they're brought over to my blog, and what happens when they get to my blog? They're able to share it in so many different ways. Via email, they're able to consume it by iTunes. They copy and paste these, these summaries all the time. They listen to it here, which helps me grow on iTunes. They share the, the quotes and everything. Everything starts to build. Now watch though. I'll take that, uh, let's go back to that anxiety one, just because that was the example I pulled up earlier. Here's the blog post on anxiety. But what else do I do? Well, I have it on iTunes, the same post, same exact thing. It's just audio version here. Then, and of course, on the audio version, what do I do? At the end of my podcast, I say, hey guys, if you like this, go over to brendan.com to get some more training or go over to podcast.brendan, whatever it is, the link. They go over there, what's that? Opt-in page. So they share this. Then what else? I go over to Huffington Post and I post the article there. You can see we got another 3,000 likes here on Huffington Post. Everybody watching this, did you know you can become a contributor to Huffington Post? Everybody can, not enough people do it, I don't know why. Everybody can go on Huffington Post and post it. You have to be cool with the fact that they might select your image and they're gonna have other things, you know, suggestions and ads and all this other stuff. But you go to Huffington Post and everyone become a contributor, just scroll to the bottom I think it says become a contributor or just type in become a contributor Huffington Post. There's directions on how to do that. And notice what they do. You know, they've got all these shares and likes going to your page. 
you got your bio here that they can click on. And there's my video again that plays. It's embedded from YouTube. And that's the same embedded video that I have on my blog. So now more people are watching the video in different places, which is important. Then look, here's that same summary, right? Then get the MP3 and full transcript, linking them over to iTunes again. There's my bio, so all these new people learn from me. There's my Twitter handle and my website, so all these people get it. I have it load my books, and I make sure that it's posted next to a cat picture, a girl who's semi-nude, and some dogs. <laughs> okay, I actually did not do that. This is what they choose. This is one reason you have to be okay if you're on other people's platforms, because I'm not sure I would have put uh, it's titled, Women's Bodies Go Unedited in All Girls Photo Collective. Kitten Born with Worried Eyes is on Instagram for the best reason ever. By the way, if you're not on HuffPo, uh, no matter what your, your leaning is, media, one way or another, go on there because they're the best copywriters for headlines ever. How do you not click on that? Kitten Born with Worried Eyes is on Instagram for the best reason ever. You're like, what's the reason? And why is that kitten so worried? <laughs> you know, it's unbelievably awesome. There's the books, and what does this help do? It's the same post. It's the same post as was on my blog, but we didn't stop there. Guess what? Same post on YouTube with all these share links down below that more people can share of this episode or to my website to my Facebook page, to my newsletter, all of that. Look, same summary right there. Same, uh, there's about me, there's about the show, and they can subscribe all right there. And look, that thing has 765,000 views. Not bad, right? Not bad. So at this point, people say, well, yeah, but you have 350,000 subscribers on YouTube, Brendan. Well, the reality was when I started, I started just like you, zero, that's it. You probably have more than I did. I started with zero. We just started putting them up and emailing whatever list we had to go watch the show. More people watched it, it grew because I provided iTunes. Now we've got people who watch it on video and listen on podcasts. I bet some of you heard about me for the first time through a podcast or through my YouTube show. Let me know if you did. Some of you heard about me via Huffington Post or wait, we didn't stop there, there's more. You also get the onion chopper today, half off. No, what else did we do? Here's LinkedIn. LinkedIn, guess what? Same post on LinkedIn. Exact, well, this is, I don't think I pulled up the right one. Same, you get the idea. It would be the exact same post. Yes, did you know on LinkedIn you can post, all of us can post articles on there? You don't have to be famous. And look, I put images there, the whole nine yards. So the strategy is you create one post and you put it everywhere, the same post, and they all kind of link back to each other. They link to the podcast or the YouTube link. Because look, where's this play from? Yep, that's a YouTube video embedded on this same page. So I know I didn't have the exact same one, but you get it. And then what's in the YouTube video? Get my book free or get new report. And where does that drive them? O-V-O. -O. So whether they're listening to the podcast, watching on YouTube, engaging on my blog, or Huffington Post, 
or LinkedIn or SoundCloud or anywhere else that all this stuff ends up, guess what happens? They ultimately engage in one of those other platforms, increasing views, increasing likes, or they give me their name and email. And then I can OVO, take them deeper into the training, gather new students. Can you do this? You can absolutely do it. Here's a couple of strategic ideas. When you post on one of them, wait until the next day to post the other one. If you post on your blog, give that, do give that uh, post some time to uh, get some traffic. So share it on social media. The next day, maybe you change up the title of what you posted on LinkedIn and you drive everyone to LinkedIn on Twitter and Facebook. Then the next day, you drive everyone to the Facebook post of that. Then the next day, you drive everyone to the YouTube link of that. Then the next day, you drive everyone to the, um, what else, the LinkedIn or the Huffington Post one. And all you're doing all week, you're driving them to a different link. It's the same type of episode, but maybe you change up the quote card. Maybe uh, you add new pictures at the bottom of all this stuff. But either way, it's pretty much the same thing because people are on different platforms. And it allows you to put your content in multiple places and people get excited about that because they find you in different areas. Everyone has, a, so many of you aren't on my email list, but you follow me on Facebook. So many are on Facebook, but aren't on my podcast. And that's okay. You try to meet the customers where they're at. Now you can take that same video, this same video, and you can chop up little pieces of it and put it on Instagram or chop up little pieces of it, put it on Facebook or other social media. Chop up pieces, put it on Snapchat, Periscope, wherever you want to put it that can continue to be out there. The secret is to keep linking back over and over and over to the multiple modalities they can consume it in, YouTube or podcast, and to the multiple pages that it's on. And you think, that must take a lot of time. It's the same amount of effort as you sitting around going, I don't know what I'm supposed to do today. You know, it's just now it's a little more strategic. What you're going to learn about building your thought leader career will ultimately be just about running more consistent, more strategic, and more disciplined routines, campaigns. That's all. You're already probably doing the work. You're probably already thinking about people, how you can help them. You're probably already writing some random bits here and there. My job is to say, put it out there more consistently. That's all. So I do a blog post every single week, a unique new blog post every single week. That means the podcast comes out every single week. The YouTube show comes out every week. Every week I do a new one once in a while. If I'm doing something major, uh, like a live webcast or something, I might get thrown off by a couple days. But in general, every seven to 10 days, I'm always releasing something. But I've been doing that now for two years. And tell you what, that's not that long. If you look at the most active, highly subscribed to uh, YouTube stars, as an example, guess what? They've been doing daily or weekly posts for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years, right? It's really quite incredible. Those who have the biggest followers have just been there longer than you with disciplined release schedules. Let me say it again. Those with the biggest followers have just been there longer than you have 
with more disciplined release schedules. That's the big idea here is so many people struggle to catch fire because they're, it's not that they're lazy, they're lacking strategy, consistency, and routine. Your job as an expert is to approach your career like a content creator, like an editorial content creator. You need to think, okay, every week I'm gonna release a new post. Great, once I release that post, it goes here, 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 at these times, at these schedules, and then we go on the next week. And then we also revisit those same links over and over and over again, even though maybe you posted it a year ago or two years ago. A couple other hints, things that might be helpful to you. If I drop into my Dropbox, this is my Dropbox folder, and I find that episode, how to deal with anxiety, I can click on that and up will pop my folder for that particular episode that makes it easier to share later. There's that header that goes in LinkedIn. I can reshare over and over. Uh, there's some quotes from that episode I can share over and over. There's the thumbnail from the episode I can share over and over. There's the design file so we can open it and change the headline once in a while so it's new to people. There's all my links that go in. There's the links to the YouTube, the, the, the LinkedIn, the Facebook posts, the SoundCloud posts, the iTunes posts, all in one document. There's a square version of that that can go onto SoundCloud. There's multiple stills, that's a good one. <laughs> There's multiple stills that I can pick from, from that episode right there. Look at that, that you know what, that one would have won. That would have been great, yeah. Isn't that great? How to deal with anxiety? It's funny, right? Most people, you're so concerned about being taken seriously as experts, you're not enjoying your career anymore. If you can't point, poke fun at yourself and you're trying to be some buttoned up corporate person, that's your internal fears and your lack of vulnerability, not the market reality. Like you have to stop thinking you have to be this corporate buttoned up tightwad to succeed at the highest levels. It took me a long time to learn that. So I'm sharing it on, I'm not judging, but there's a lot of people who think they have to be, hi, I am today teaching you about anxiety and I have studied it for 34 years and I don't even experience anxiety anymore. And I'm like, I'm freaking out just watching you, dude. You're so wound up. How are you not anxious? It's like, you gotta let it go. Your job in getting better at social media is more fuller expression of who you truly are. This is how I talk to my friends. I'm this annoying all the time, <laughs> you know? It's like, you want to get to that point where you are absolutely, genuinely you, and don't apologize. If your thumbnail comes out looking like that, it's okay. Don't try to figure, oh, you know what? We need to stage a perfect picture of me, and that one will convey a brand image that's important to me. No, what's important to you is what do you look like? How do you really talk? Who are you really? Without that, you're never going to succeed on social media. What spreads on social media is always authenticity, is heart, is emotion, is vulnerability, is hope, is that great story or those great lists of things that someone can apply or learn or be inspired by. And you're never gonna come up with that being a stiff. So please let out your own soul a little bit if you want success on social media. Let yourself be you. Let yourself really bring it. 
chill out. Not everything has to be perfect. Really, it doesn't. The nice thing about social media, if you don't like the post, delete it, but get it going, you know? And don't think you know what your audience wants of you, other than the world wants you to be you. And the more constrained you are, and the more proper you are, the less success you will have in this new world. Look, proper, constrained, that was awesome in the 50s. Didn't work so good in the 60s and 70s, came right back and bit us in the ass in the 80s, and then all of a sudden now, we've got the Facebook era, we've got the Instagram era. People just want you to see you talking. If you've seen my Facebook Live, it's just me walking around with my phone, yammering on at people, and I'm not, prepared, I'm back seen. I haven't even, you know, put a shirt on. Well, a shirt is on, but not the shirt I would shoot the video with. I'm not naked, that would really not work for me. Uh, but you know, you have to have what's real for you and what you enjoy doing. So I laugh at myself when I see that. What else? There's more images in here. And the reason I'm showing you this, here's the entire episode's transcripts we can go back to over and over. There's the cover art for the YouTube thing. Uh, for the podcast, that is. There's more quotes. This we have for every episode we have ever done. And you say, that sounds like a lot of work. No, you create that stuff anyway. Organize it online. When you organize it, you can reuse it more. So I literally, I can access my Dropbox on my phone. And let's say, uh, you know, I'm out on vacation somewhere. I don't have my laptop. I just got my phone. I just access my Dropbox, grab a thumbnail image, cut and paste the summary, post that sucker on Facebook, and now it's a couple thousand people who just got real value from something that I probably created a year ago. But they don't remember it. And as your audience grows, never forget, most of your audience has not seen your stuff. Even if you email your audience every week, guess what? What, 15 to 20% might open the email? meaning 80% of the people didn't even see it that week. I bet you don't even remember half the posts you saw yesterday, let alone five days ago, let alone weeks and months ago. So the strategy is to organize everything you got. Look at all these episodes I got to pull from. I can click on any of these, grab quotes any given day. I can click on any of these, grab transcripts and summaries, grab images, all day long, there they are, just over and over. So as you build your library of posts, you can grab them, utilize them, repackage them. As you do that, more and more people come back. That 7,000 likes on the single post, which is probably about average, happened over the course of, let's see, I think I can scroll down and look at this actual date on this old blog. Yeah, this was May 30th. 2015, May 30th, 2015, that got that 7,000. I bet when I first posted it, just like your blog posts, maybe only 100, maybe 200 people at the time. But as I keep reposting, it keeps getting shared. As it keeps getting shared, it just lives out there in the universe. As it lives out there in the universe, people decide to access me on their podcast, via my email, via everything else. I hope that helps you think in a new way and a more organized way to this process. A couple of th simple things. If we bounce on over to my Facebook page, a couple simple things to know. Yeah, look at me this morning. 
I was a hot mess this morning. That was my preview of what I was doing on a live webcast. Uh, I just went live on Facebook and that thing went crazy. Um, 300 comments in one post really fast. The other day when we did it for one of the live webcasts, this is my first Facebook Live ever, that got a thousand comments in a day. Uh, it was unbelievable. Uh, all this stuff works because my audience knows me. How do they know me? I'm there four times a day for them on Facebook. So I do four posts a day on Facebook. I recommend you do that too. So figure out um, what time zone you're in and post 7 a.m., post 11 a.m., post 3 p.m., post 7 p.m. every day. And if you're like, geez, that sounds like a lot, Brendan. Don't forget the library I just taught you to create. You can pull from your library along the way and that can be one or two of the posts that you do each day. So by no means do you have to create something new every day. Mine tend to be uh, two, to, two to two, like two are brand new original posts. The other two might be something I did prior. I hope that helps you think through your own. Let's scroll through the page, look at some things that worked recently, some that didn't. This post worked pretty good, 10,000 likes. Uh, the reason that is, is it's simple and it's higher contrast. It's just one line, one line quotes work really well online, as do videos. Um, that worked really well. Let me scroll through. This one worked really well because it's high contrast. White on black backgrounds works amazing for anything that you're sharing, including your Facebook ads, ladies and gentlemen. When you do ads, pay attention to that. Um, a lot of things that work really great are commands commands. Be you unapologetically. That's a command. It tells them what to do. Uh, a lot of things where I say, don't do this, those do really well because it's a command. You know, don't fall in line with what other people expect of you. That will do really well because it's telling people what to do. Be you unapologetically. Every person of greatness broke away and followed their own path. It's just reminding people. And if you read the comments, it's like, you know what? That's true, you know, I've been following people, I need to do my own thing, that's really important. Um, as you scroll down, here's a secret. This post, this quote, I post the same phrase, the words in the quote, every single week, pretty much. You know, it's usually my Monday morning quote, and I just change the background. If you've ever had a quote or a post that did well online, just change the background and replay that winner, I call it, right? Repost the winners. This wins every single time I post it. There's 15,000 people liked it. That's about the same every, I post it every week. And it, I always go, how are these people continuing to like it? And I've looked and so often the same person liked it this week as last week. Either they just really do like it or they even forgot because it's a new background. That works really well also. Yeah, all these backgrounds. This is a chalkboard I took a picture of with my phone and I just changed the contrast on it. There's one of those blog posts right there. Four steps to becoming a role model. That type of thing, again, really captures people's attention. Links back to the blog. What happens when they click to the blog? Well, they come over here and they read and ultimately, bam, there's that pop-up. Pretty dang cool. Okay. Here's another great one, white text, black background. Another quick tip 
for those of you who post words on images, make the words more narrow. Notice these words don't go out to the sides of the image. Facebook has some kind of weird algorithm that doesn't like that. Squeeze it in, give it less text, and it will share more often. Okay, I know I'm running out of time. I hope that served you to think through your social media in different ways. Create something once, perpetuate it all over the web, linking back to all of it four times a day on Facebook and Instagram minimum, and start getting into live video. Whether you're doing Periscope, which is great, get there. Just get there. Just start putting your stuff out there. If you're like, Brennan, this sounds like a lot of work. I'm like, what else are you doing? That's my favorite thing to ask people. They're like, I, Brennan, I'm so busy. I don't have time to do the social media thing. I'm like, what are you doing that's so busy? And show me how that is leading to your OVO. If it's not leading to your OVO and your launches or your blog, if it's not generating traffic and conversions, then what is it you're so busy with? That's the question. A lot of folks in our industry spend a lot of time doing things that don't lead to anything. They just keep creating, creating, creating. There's 50 new products. There's 50 new web pages. They're always on to the next project. I'm never always on the next project. I am always focused on finding out what works for this one project and then doing everything I can to continue to drive more traffic to it and make it convert even higher. And that's how I built these brands that started from so little, you know, nothing big. But then the followership happened, the traffic happened, and this little thing became a big thing. Often it took one, two, three, four years, but each of those pillars that built has now generated consistently over and over and over again, $10 million plus every year. Boom, boom, boom. Because I focused and I refused to do 100 things. I only have five to 10 OVOs running, but they're always running, always running. And that always running lets me take vacations. It allows me to serve students when I don't wanna work and allows the business to keep building. And social media is a way for a way for new people to keep discovering you. And it's fun too. I love doing this because I'm always thinking about what can I tell my people today? What's on my mind? How can I serve? How can I help? Hey, it's Brendan from the studio here. I wanna jump in one more time and tell you about one of our partners and that is Kajabi. If you've ever seen any of my marketing online or you have gotten an email from me, or you've just admired kind of what we built by selling, you know, 20 plus blockbuster online courses, or where I go live in my membership areas, or how I accept money online, now well over $100 million over the years. How do I do all that? I've always used Kajabi. It's spelled K-A-J-A-B-I. And Kajabi just helps online entrepreneurs take flight because we all have to do the same thing, right? We have to figure out, okay, how do I build a web page? How do I capture emails and send emails and funnels and uh, newsletters? How do I put content up that's for free, but also content up that's behind a paywall that I can charge money for? How do I build those membership sites? How do I organize my podcast or my blog? How do I accept money and create checkouts and order bumps and one-click upsells? How does all of that actually work? You know, if you're a life coach, how do you actually talk to a client and connect with them and schedule with them and serve them and give them a member's portal area? If you're teaching online courses, how do you actually put up the course 
and set up automations to sell the course and to trigger things like an email to go out when they successfully complete one of your modules. Kajabi does all of that. You even get templates that I helped build and I personally wrote to help you write even better emails to your audience. That's at kajabi.com, K-A-J-A-B-I.com. If you wanted the system that most of us in the thought leader or the expert economy really use and we've relied on for years, go to kajabi.com. Hey gang, it's Brendan. I'm going to change gears real quick and talk about another show here on the Growth Day Podcast Network, Lori Harder. Her show is called Earn Your Happy. This is a monster podcast if you've never heard of it before. Earn Your Happy is all about Lori talking with people and sharing her own journey of being an entrepreneur and trying to find happiness in life. And I love her phrase, earn your happy. You know, if you've ever heard me tell my car accident story, I felt like at that moment, I got life's golden ticket, that second chance. But I also felt like this, this feeling that I had to earn it, to earn that second chance. So when I got to know Lori and she told me her show was called Earn Your Happy, I was like, ah, oh, it's one of my favorite words in the English language, earn to earn the gifts we've been given, to earn the life that we want, to work for it, to strive for it. I just love it. And Lori is like listening to her episodes. I told her the other day, I was like, it's kind of like listening to a best friend talk about you know their ambitions and what they're trying to do. And she's such a great interviewer as well, by the way, that I think you're gonna get new perspectives about life. You'll laugh a lot, you'll be motivated, and you'll learn from somebody who's out there actually doing the work, building a great business and life and family. Go subscribe to Lori Harder's podcast. It's called Earn Your Happy. You can subscribe anywhere you're listening, including right now on this platform. So please go subscribe to Lori Harder's Earn Your Happy podcast.